Wake up, sleepyheads. It's party time! Yeah, this is the old Noosa coming at you right here on this fine, fine Rocktober morning. It's the sweeping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and I'm going to do it to you right here, right now. Wow! I like it spooky. You know, I've been a school teacher for 37 years, and there's an addiction that is reaching an epidemic proportion in our schools. I am referring to rock music. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the I Like a Spooky podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. Where's that new fucking guy? I thought we had somebody new here. Where the hell is he at? Wake up, sleepyheads. It's party time. Hey, Spookyverse, Clint here, and let me tell you, I am amped to be a long-time listener, first-time, full-time podcaster here on the I Like It Spooky Show. Clint, we've only had 14 fucking episodes. It already is shaping up to be kind of one of those relationships, isn't it? <laughs> Where it seems a little bit longer than it really has been, right? Right, right. Well, Clint, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself so everybody can get to know you? Uh, sure. I mean, as for me, I'm an, uh, an old theater tech kid. And I got my start in video production in the late 90s, working on some children's television programming here in my home state of Michigan. That was followed by uh, doing some fast food chain training videos. And then I attended Specs Howard School of Broadcast Arts for a while. I've been an active member in a, one way or another of the haunted house industry since 96, with the last leg of that chapter spent as the co-owner operator of the Corpse Barn Shock Haunt here in Michigan. When the Corpse Barn shut down after 11 years or so, I started my screen print business, inkmirrors.com, and now I travel the horror convention circuit, which is where I met Brian and Jason here. Along the way from the 90s through now, I've written a few screenplays, worked with production companies, been involved with several micro short film and video projects, pro group photography shoots, music video productions, recently have dived into the world of fan films, and now this podcast. Awesome. So it seems like you've had your toe in everything. Yeah. I'm a, a jack of all trades, master of one or two of them. <laughs> Jason likes putting his toes in stuff. <laughs> Squish the fluff. cheese, jello. You sick bastard. I like pudding. <laughs> oh, what that guy say yesterday? Oh, this this custard. The cust yeah, this, the custard. The, from Dead Alive. Oh, the Dead Alive thing. Yeah, that was the custard. Yeah. That scene, I almost lost my cookies the first time I watched it. I think I had the flu or something the first time I watched that movie. And that scene where it shot over into the custard and he ate it. Yeah, I about lost it. Yeah, disgusting. Well, you don't like custard? <laughs> Extra boily custard? No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> That's cherry flavor on top. Boy, we're getting off the rails already here. It's happening fast. Yeah, yeah. All right, Clint. Hey, what's new in the horror world? Why don't you tell us something? You want me to do the newscast? <laughs> I was, I was trying to, I was trying to roll into it. Yeah, he's trying to oh, roll okay. into it. Trying to, trying to get this train back on the tracks. All right. Okay. Well.
So in convention news, um, Midwest Monster Fest is coming up here, and that's going to be May, Friday the 13th, and Saturday the 14th. And the I Like a Spooky podcast is going to have their first ever table at that convention. Uh, there's going to be swag bags with uh, T-shirts and stickers and buttons and some vinyl decals. So that's pretty cool. But also in convention news, here in Detroit, uh, Bruce Campbell is going to be hosting Bruce Fest. And that's June 17th through the 19th at the Masonic Temple. Um, and they're going to have watch-alongs and uh, Q&A panels, an Evil Dead gaming lounge because the game comes out May 13th. Um, they're going to have, you know, photo ops and signing and stuff like that. Ted Ramey is going to be a guest. And you can get some info on that by going to brucefest.co, not .com, .co. Awesome. I know awesome. I saw that first, and I was like, is that... Like, did he forget the M on the end? I got, no, I, got, I, actually, I guess maybe I typed, run- it was a typo, and it takes you to yeah. some weird Japanese. I thought I was going to get hacked or something. It was just all this. <laughs> I don't know if it was Japanese or Chinese lettering, but I couldn't read it. So, yeah. yeah. So they're they're running out of websites. So they're like changing things up. Maybe Down to that. Yeah. After a while, it's just going to be dot C, and then just dot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then dot, yeah. Yeah. I was going through uh, bloodydisgusting.com the other day. And I saw Dead Sled Coffee signed a major deal with Warner Brothers to produce products for big horror icons. Uh, they got a two-year license to a handful of major horror franchises. They're going to make uh, officially licensed coffees based on the top franchises out there. It includes full licensing rights to It Chapter 1 and 2, Beetlejuice, the entire Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, the entire Friday the 13th franchise and Freddy versus Jason. So I kind of wonder how they do this with, uh, you know, with that lawsuit that was just going on with the whole Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th but stuff. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. I knew it was kind of finalized, but I guess, you know, somebody has the rights out there to sell. So final enough that they're making coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They're... I'll be excited to check this out. I'm not a big coffee yeah. fan, but you know, I bet oh, packaging is going to be coffee. pretty sweet. More stuff to add to the collection. Exactly. I could drink some uh, Freddy coffee out of my Freddy Krueger cup. No. Mm. Great. Now we, gotta pay, now we got to pay licensing fees for that. <laughs> yep. Good job, Ryan. And here I got to drink out of my Sam trick or treat cup. Oh, yeah. Looks like you're drinking tea, though. I am. <clears throat> well, uh, Jack and I went to the movies the other day and we saw the. Oh, I can't even remember the name of it. The new movie with. Uh, Anywhere and Everything All at Once with Jamie Lee Curtis. It was amazing. Unfortunately, we missed a trailer. And we're missing the trailer to this. Warner Brothers has announced and confirmed that Stephen King's vampire movie, Salem's Lot, is coming this year to theaters, September 9th. And it's the first time this movie's been in the big screen. This adaption. Uh, All the others were made for TV. So maybe we'll get like a lot of blood. A lot of guts, you know. I don't feel like Stephen King does that very much, though. Like, that's not a Stephen King kind of thing. Seems like his stuff's toned down pretty well, you know. Yeah, it's more suspense. There's not a lot mm-hmm. of gore and blood. There's on-screen kills, but not a lot of gore. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that uh, I hope this one kind of maintains the look and feel of the original. Although the the remake, did you guys see the remake they did with Rob Lowe was in it? Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was uh, ooh, late 90s, early 2000s. 
and it actually dived more into the the book so it expanded on a lot of the uh the townspeople you know and their backstories so it was yeah. it was interesting to watch but i still love the original yeah give me yeah. 70s pale blue vampires any day <laughs> i just hope this one's not four hours long oh lord in a theater god i hope not oh yeah. man I saw Gangs of New York in the theater when that came out. I mean, that was a Scorsese flick. Mm-hmm. And about halfway through it, you heard everybody's asses just shift to the other side and groan. <laughs> you got to settle in for another hour and a half of this. Yep, yep. Now I'm good. Two and, two hour, two and a half hours for uh, that movie the other day was more than enough. And there were some people even left in the middle of it. I mean, I know it's not horror, but it's pretty science fiction-y. Maybe some horror elements, but. All right, so moving on, um, I want to find out why everybody's wallets are crying. Everybody here, all three of us, are pretty big collectors. We like buying horror-related stuff. So I kind of want to talk about what we each got this week. I'm the one that's crying. My wallet's more like... Exploding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the one over here weeping, wiping my tears with my wallet. Yep, yep. So it's funny, I, I put like a whole list together, you know, but um, I'll kind of show a couple things. We're testing out the recording here. So I'm a big vinyl fan. Got the Rob Zombie Halloween 1 oh, sweet. soundtrack Waxwork. from Waxworks. Oh, I'm sorry. This is part two right here. Yeah, that's two. Yeah. But here it is. Got part one right here. I'm not good at this with both of my hands knocking my mic around. <laughs> Excited about those records, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing I got here to show, finally got the Halloween 2 NECA 2-pack. Yeah. I always order from Big Bad Toy Store, and they seem to get everything last. They do. So, But it's only $4 shipping on your entire order. Plus, it's kind of nice if you buy something from them. They have a thing called a pile of loot. They'll just kind of hold on to it for you. And when you get a bunch of stuff in there, you can have it all shipped for just a flat four bucks. Really? I didn't know that. And I bought stuff from them before, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. I got that. And that, I might have got that from them or Toy Wiz. I can't remember. but Yeah, you got yours early, so I'm sure it was somewhere else. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's pretty nice, though, because I do a lot of pre-orders through them. And then they don't charge you right away. So they only charge you when it comes in. So if I happen to find it at Target or find it somewhere else, I could just cancel my order with them. They don't have like a restock fee or anything like that? Nope. Nothing. Some of those places with the pre-orders have a restock, like 20% yeah. restock fee or whatever. And it's like, nope, great, now nothing. I'm even more poor. I had to pay you to not give me the thing that I probably shouldn't have been buying in the first place. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that was so, BigBadToyStore.com, Jason? Yeah, BigBadToyStore.com, yeah. yeah I love yeah. them. They're, it's yeah, pretty good. I order a lot out. of stuff from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a couple more things I don't have to show, but I've like had, I told my wife she can't listen to this episode because I got a lot of stuff to talk about. (laughs) So through Waxwork Records, I also ordered the soundtrack for Chud, uh, Bride of Frankenstein, and The Fog. So those are all pre-orders. They're coming out. Now Um, you see the, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you see that the Bride of Frankenstein is going to be at Motor City Nightmares in Detroit coming up in mean? July. Like the actual bride? She's no, pretty old actress. by now. No, what? She's, yeah, she's falling apart. Yeah, the actress. She's still alive? She is. 
I, she I, might smell some, but she's going to be there. <laughs> oh, but, so seriously, the, the actress who played the, the, um, the brighter reanimator, I said brighter Frankenstein, didn't I? Oh, yeah, I was did. about to say, <laughs> she's like, I was excited. I was oh, like, Ryder. she's alive. <laughs> I'm like, Ryder I need, I need her be. autograph. Yeah. Oh man. That would have been great. No, no. So she's, she's probably dead. Sorry guys. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I also, I know I'm going to dominate this thing here, but uh, the Halloween kills art edition that came out from sacred bones. Uh, we were flying back from California when they released it and it sold out immediately before I even got a chance to buy it. So I was able to find one on, I think I found it on Reddit or no, it was Facebook marketplace or something. Got a good deal on that one. So finally pick that one up. Nice. And that's it for me. Finally. That's it. What about you guys? Anything I mean, cool? That's the whole segment. <laughs> <laughs> right. And our time is up. Sorry, folks. Uh, Come back next well, week for well, I, Clinton. I know you Bryan guys stuff. can't see this, but I got this cool sticker. Oh, I like it. Spooky, a horror podcast sticker. What? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have these. Those guys are awesome. Yeah, at Midwest Monster Fest, halfway to Halloween, we'll have stickers, like Clint said. And then I bought this a while ago, but you know, I this is my movie. This is Return of Living Dead. Hell yeah. yeah. Red, red blood kind of color record. Yeah. I mean, if you can't tell from well, the background, got two copies. Me, I kind of, yeah, yeah. This I actually like the other copy better. Like I was telling you, yeah. the it's got the like talking up to where the music starts. So like when Lene is getting ready to dance on the tombstone, um, she's yeah. like, you know, talking about have you ever fantasized about being killed? And then the music from her dancing starts like after the talking. So I was like, oh, that's freaking cool. And I found that on a, on Facebook. You know, this one. Do they say trash is taking her clothes off again? I think it did. Yeah. yeah oh, we listened so to awesome. it on, uh, on Sunday morning on, after Encanto, I got to put my record on. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used, to, I used to think Linnea sang that because it sounds like her voice. Kinda, but it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, a band or not even think it's a full band, but it's SSQ. Is the mm. name of the group that recorded that song. Mm. Now, so you got two of those records. Does one have different artwork? Yeah, the other, one's, uh, the other one's the other one's kind of a greenish color with a kind of just a weird design and not see through. And it's got Tar Man on one side, like in the in the um, barrel. can barrel, yeah, whatever. And then I can't remember what's on the other side, but. It's a, I think, a Japanese one. I'll show it next episode. I'll pull it out and show it. Well, we could so share it on socials. It. Yeah, yeah, but. Oh, you didn't want to do like Jason and show us 15 of his things? No, I'm <laughs> trying to pace oh. myself. I'm trying to keep my wallet not crying. Well, exactly. I was watching yeah. Jason going, okay, I'm going to grab this camera here and go into the other room and show my entire collection. But yeah. No, I, I'm not married, so like. I need to behave because paperwork for getting divorced is a lot. So that's why you guys are going to stay married. <laughs> Tiffany can yeah, just leave and be like, I'm going. There's no paperwork involved. <laughs> and take all your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prenup, yeah. prenup. The only, yeah. the only thing to prenup is the collectibles. I don't care about the yeah. pension, the 401k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave my toys. Leave right. my, yeah. 
<laughs> well, hell, like we talked about, this they're stuff is They're not toys, they're action figures. That's right. <laughs> 160 point articulation. They're adult toys. <laughs> um, I got a few things that I picked up, but I'm just going to show the one and then talk about one more. But when I uh, recently was down in Tennessee for spring break, I wandered in this really cool record store and got this Full Moon Entertainment Laser Blast from 1978 box set. Mm. Uh, still sealed and everything, which sucks because I want to open it and play with it, but I won't. And I don't know if you can see from the glare there, but it's got the Blu-ray and the DVD. And then it also includes a mini action figure of the uh, the alien from Laser Blast. That's so awesome. I thought that was a cool find. And um, when I found this in the record store, Whenever I find stuff like this, the first thing I do is I hop on eBay and punch it up to see what the going rate is. You know what I mean? Um, Things always cost more on eBay, the collectibles, but it's like, okay, how much are they charging on eBay? How much is it? Are they charging here? And yeah, I only paid like 40 bucks for this. So yeah, I made out on the deal and it's a great addition to the collection. And that's kind of a weird one for me because again, Brian collects most of the physical media and I don't, but it had a toy in there. So it made sense. But yeah, I got oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the real reason that I'm going to be broke probably for a while now is um, the last convention I was at, which is Motor City Legacy in Detroit back here in March, our vendor neighbor, I was there vending with inkmirrors.com and um, our neighbors, we met the marvelous people and that's part of their name, Ted's Marvelous Custom Gumball Emporium. I need to tell him that he needs to shorten his name because saying Ted's Marvelous Custom Gumball Emporium more than twice is a mouthful. But he's on Facebook and he takes old gumball machines and then refurbishes them custom and turns them into horror-themed gumball machines. Um, And I'll I'll throw some pictures up too of some of the stuff that he did. But he had like a Killer Clown Smarter Space one and a Nightmare on Elm Street one. And at that convention, Ken Sagos was there, Kincaid from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, and he had Kincaid come over and signed it. Um, So anyway, we uh, commissioned him, and he's doing a custom Evil Dead piece for the old lady because she's a huge Evil Dead fan. So, I mean, it's got a chainsaw base and, I mean, all kinds of cool stuff when it's done. So, But that one's going to cost a pretty penny. I'll be be paying for that for a while. But, hey, happy birthday to her soon, right? Well, does she know about it? She does. Um, oh, it was okay. kind of like, yeah, we don't really keep. In fact, I got my birthday gifts like two weeks early. We don't keep secrets from each other. It's kind of like, do you yeah. like that? Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's get it and then I'll pay for it. There you go. Here's your present. You know what I mean? No. I'll tell you a secret, Jason. Hmm. When when her name is the old lady, she knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Tanya and I were driving somewhere the other day, uh, my wife and I. And, um, I was like, oh yeah, Clint's old lady. <laughs> she was like, upside the head and said, what? She was like, she was like, that's horrible. Don't call her that. I'm like, well, that's what he calls her. So I, I don't know. I'm sorry. But it just kind of rolled was, out like it was natural. I think that was one of our early conversations, Clint, when I was like, you said your old lady, is that cool? And you're like, yo, yeah, yeah. She likes it. Like it's. Yeah, like whatever. And she, I said Tiff. She used it as a term of endearment, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I said something to Tiffany because I was, like, I said I'm not married. We're not married. Um, but I always just tell people the boss. I always just say she's the boss, like, which is fine. Like she can be the boss. It's you know, like she's got the master's degree. I I have a high school diploma. She is the boss. Like, 
Yeah. Maybe second in charge sometimes because the other boss is, you know, three years old and three feet tall. I, I was about to say the boss is three years old. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I don't know what yeah, you're talking I about. I was full of women, man. I have nothing but bosses. Yeah. yeah. Like yep. I, showed you, I had the daddy daughter dance there Saturday and I said, I showed, I showed two pictures. The first one was me handing my youngest some flowers. And the second one was me at the dance holding her and her friend's stuff. You give women flowers and then they have you hold their stuff. But hey, yep, yep, yep. They buy me cool toys and they let me do what I want. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 yeah since we're all still broke because we have, you know, an addiction we have an addiction to collecting items you know records or posters or physical media or gumball machines whatever it may be how about we send it over to a sponsor can't wait for the midwest monster fest horror convention this september wishing it was halloween right now want to get lucky in may on friday the 13th Midwest Monster Fest presents Halfway to Halloween. Friday the 13th. And Saturday the 14th. At the Rock Island County Fairgrounds, located at 4200 Archer Drive in East Moline, Illinois. Friday from 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. And Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. This all-ages, two-day extravaganza Features horror celebrities, musical performances, sideshow acts, cosplay, artists, vendors, contests, food, and spirits, and more. To view the guest list and purchase tickets, visit MidwestMonsterFest.com. Uh, so we reached out to you guys to uh, get some feedback and get some questions for us to answer. And we actually we got a question. question. Didn't get many comments. Didn't. Yeah, didn't get any comments about the movie, but we have a question. They like us. They really, really <laughs> like us. So, uh, Someone so does. Brett Royer from Burlington, Iowa says, he's got two questions. Question number one is, what is your favorite cuddle position? Oh. <laughs> Ooh. So, yeah, what do you think, Jason? It depends, you know. How many drinks are involved? Sometimes I like to be the big spoon. But sometimes you just like feel a like a little spoon. spoon. It's just, it's. <laughs> what about you, Clint? What's your favorite cuddle position? I'm not a cuddler, man. Which you know, the old lady, she is a smother. She loves to cuddle. But my favorite cuddle position is arm, hand on your back, arms length. That's you know, I'm touching there, you. You know that we're there. Give me my freaking space, man. So I, yeah. If I do that to my wife, if I reach over and touch her. That thinks she thinks I'm giving her permission to come on in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. The arm link, it's like it's like a yeah. block in the door, you know. Yep. I mean? <laughs> now, Brian, Brian, you and I are bunking in the same room at uh at uh what's the Chicago fest we're going to there? Flashback. Yeah, flashback, flashback. In Chicago here. So I mean yeah. I need to know how you like to cuddle since we're sharing a room. Well, I'm like you, I don't like to cuddle. I'm a eight thirty, nine o'clock bedtime. I put you know, little miss to bed and I'm hit the pillow. I'm done. Like I'm out. I mean, Jason and I shared a bed at a Halloween of Palooza last year and uh, a tumble and his uh, wife was like, he's going to stole snore and keep you awake all night. And I was like, that's the best night's sleep I've had in years. <laughs> like we were out, like we were I eyes out, didn't hear nothing all night. Like, 
no, I was done. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm the kind that if I go to bed, I'm tired and I'm going to sleep. It was a long day. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, you keep your arm to my back and I'll keep my arm to your back. There we go. I think there's two beds, isn't there? Yeah, I think so. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's two of us. Why do, yeah. why do we have to share a bed? Are you, you trying might to wake up in the middle of the night. And... <laughs> yeah, right. If it's finally warm enough by then, because it's still freezing Jeez. here in Michigan, if it's finally warm enough, I'm just going to be sleeping out in the balcony. On the balcony, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Brett's other question is, what is your favorite 90s action movie? So, oh, geez. Not really. I, I'll go first because this is easy. Now, in my opinion, 90s was to action movies what 80s was to horror movies. So, there's a mine. lot of really good ones. But the best hands-down action movie of the 90s was Point Blank. Oh, Point Blank okay. is Point Blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Not for me. I like Point Blake. Love some Swayze. Keanu Reeves. That's good. But like right when I heard that, I'm like, oh, face off. Really? Number one. Yeah. Number I love face off. I love it. I don't know, just that whole scene with like the whole gunfight and the little kid uh and they're playing like Wonderful World. Like he has he has his headphones on and Directed by John Woo. I don't know. Just something about it. I love that movie. And actually, it's kind of funny right. for... I was kind of getting stuff ready for uh, halfway to Halloween. Like, to set up. We are going to just put out some of our stuff. And I think I have my original copy of, like, Face Off. Like, I'm going to sell it. Like, the DVD copy. Uh-huh. Now, I'm, now I'm super second-guessing it. Because <laughs> I have it, like, you're like no, in I'm other ways, but yeah, yeah. You guys are going to pull it out. You guys are going to be doing that at the convention anyway. You're like, no, nah, someone's going to want to buy it, and you're going to go, no, nah, it's not for sale. Mm, never mind, like, never no, mind. Just kidding. Yeah. All right, Brian, what's your movie? Well, well, I went kind of the opposite of what you guys did. You guys went like hardcore action. I feel like, and I went with The Fugitive. Oh, like a kind of a more yeah yeah more suspenseful i mean action still but you know like i was kind of sad because i was like oh we gotta talk about roadhouse and i looked it up and i was like oh that was 1989 i'm like damn it missed it (laughs) like but i kind of feel like didn't uh wasn't like clear and present danger and like the fugitive harrison did ford did that like big like swing through the 90s of all those air force one i love yeah, Air Force One, like, so yeah, I I went with the Fugitive. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. All right, tell us everybody what's your favorite movie. Let us know. Comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Brett, for asking us something outside of our wheelhouse. Make us scratch our brains there for a second. Yep, and we owe Brett Cuddles. Yeah, we owe Brett Cuddles. Cuddles. <laughs> have you seen? Now, now? Have you seen? His his uh his profile picture is Burt Reynolds with no shirt on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Brett would re- recreate that photo for us. You think? Oh. Yeah. yeah. There we go. That's I'll the prize. <laughs> Brett's my buddy. He's good people, so I know Brett. Yeah. All right, everybody. So we want to hear what you think about the next movie, what the next movie is that we review. We uh, are going to throw up four choices 
And whichever gets the most uh, feedback, that's one we're going to do. So we're looking at either doing Horror Hotel from 1960 with Christopher Lee. I Spit on Your Grave from the Marvelous Year, because it was the year I was born, 1978. I Spit on Your Grave from 78. Or we're going to do Night of the Demons from 1988. Or the new movie that just came out with the Foo Fighters, Studio 666. Hmm. Let us know what you think. Yeah, some good choices. Oh, yeah, for sure. Nice yeah. mixture of movies. Yeah. Yeah. Of I know what I vote for. I know what I want. But it doesn't matter what I want. It matters what the listeners want. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a hard choice for me, actually, if we can fit all four of them into one episode. <laughs> Do it that way. <laughs> there we go. There you go, everybody. Vote for all four. Mega episode. Well, 25% each. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the review is going to be, this movie was 1960, it was black and white. All right, moving on to the next one. <laughs> this one was in color in the 70s, and bad things happened to this lady. Moving on to the next one, and we're done. All right, well, since this is my, this is my first episode, the guys here let me choose which movie to, to review. And it was really hard because this episode is going to be dropping around Mother's Day. And so at first I was thinking, you got to do Mother's Day or you got to do Psycho. And then um, since I'm kind of the new blood and this episode's dropping around Friday the 13th, I thought, well, hell, let's do Friday the 13th, part seven, new blood. You know, all those made sense. But since I Like It Spooky is going to be at its first ever convention at Midwest Monster Fest halfway to Halloween. um, And it's kind of a, a rock metal slash horror show. Then I chose the 1986 horror metal mashup classic Trick or Treat. Bear these tidings to great Lucifer. Say Faustus doth surrender up his soul, so he will spare him four and twenty years to give me whatsoever I shall ask, to tell me whatsoever I demand, to slay mine enemies and aid my friends and always be obedient to my will. So this is not a first-time watch for any of us. Hopefully not for any of our listeners. But if it is, I'll give you a little synopsis. The movie centers around a teenager who is haunted by the ghost of his rock hero. Hero. (laughs) Guitar hero makes me think of guitar hero. Oh, Guitar Hero, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Clint, you've—I would imagine you've seen this. Jason and I were lucky enough to watch it together one night at the Roz Talks. Um, Mark Price was going to be at a convention a couple of years ago, Midwest Monster Fest. Um, yeah, he had some he had family been, stuff go on. Show up because a family thing. Yeah, he up. yeah he had some family stuff go on. Uh, couldn't be there. Kind of bummed after seeing the movie because, like. Why didn't he do more of this kind of stuff? Oh, he was fantastic in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all kind of know him from Family Ties, but this was great. Like, I'm, I want more of him like this. You know, more of him as Ragman, and you know, more of this kind of stuff. Well, and it reminded me of you see a lot of like Disney kids, and then they get Mm -hmm. to a certain age, and then they do an adult movie to try to break that mold. And yeah, same, he was on Family Ties, so everybody knew Mark Price's Skippy from Family Ties, kind of the, the goofy neighbor kid or whatever he was. And this, he stepped into a more serious movie. 
even though it's called a horror comedy, which I don't understand because there's some levity in the movie, but I don't get the, the comedy part of it. Like Dead Alive is horror comedy because it's so in your face. Oh, you know? sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's had more of a somber tone, but um, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you could say any movie where you play a record backwards and it sounds like the devil is talking to you as a horror comedy. And then people die. And was, yeah, and yeah, I was like, yeah. I was watching it last night, and I was like, I don't remember it being this creepy when we watched it together. Maybe it was just the atmosphere and like hanging out with people, but I was like, this is fucking creepy. Like when he's messing with a record, and I'm just like, no, this is like legitimately a creepy movie like i was surprised on a second watch how creepy it was it came out in 1986 which was you know the height of you know backwards records and the devils and metal music mm-hmm. and you know ozzy osbourne yeah, yeah. the whole suicide solution song you know stuff that was going on so it was it was really timely when the movie came out i'm surprised that it didn't take off more it did well i mean it was uh but it cost 3.5 million to make and it made mm-hmm. 6.8 million so i mean it doubled its money and then a year after being out they sent it straight to vhs but so i'm surprised it didn't yeah, do yeah. better just because of the time it came out mm-hmm. well and the people in it i mean it's got gene simmons in it and it's got ozzy osbourne um you know they're it's got awesome. large marge man from peewee's big adventure yeah yeah i saw that i was like that's large marge yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Is that yeah. the old lady? The old lady on yeah, the TV. Yep. TV. Sam the TV yeah. I knew I had seen yeah. her from somewhere, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, I just couldn't put it together. Yeah, I feel that was awesome. for all those TV evangelists when Sammy Kerr's in the room because what he ripped yeah, yeah. his face off of the TV and then ripped mm-hmm. her through the TV and yep, tried to get yep. Maggie off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of weird. So the movie's known in the United States as Trick or Treat or Ragman. Um, you almost have an easier time finding it as Ragman because there's a newer Trick or Treat movie that's, um, you know, more popular, I guess, or more well known. Yeah, you're you're with Sam, your cup here, and uh, then it was also known as a. Uh, and I thought this one was cool for Jason. I don't know if he knows this. Death at thirty three RPM. Yeah, oh. is another name of the movie. Yeah, I was like, what? That's, that's a cool. kick-ass like, name. Yeah, Why yeah. Why they just keep like, that? <laughs> Damn. So I was that's like, that's one. that is a badass name. Like, you know, you I like that. Get the soundtrack on vinyl, and it's you know that name on the on the record instead of Ragman or you know. I don't. Vinyl people treat. might not make the connection though, and think it's a movie about like a station wagon. Killing yeah, people yeah. in a grocery store <laughs> parking lot or something, you know. Uh huh. No, it's a good movie. Uh, yeah, I saw it the first time with Brian last year at the Ross Talks, and I had I had looked for it before because I've seen people talk about it, but it just wasn't available on streaming anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah, I yeah. was like, oh, I never watched it. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. Jason was nice enough to play it, you know, and just because Mark Price was going to be there and. Man, it was a great movie. I remember having yeah, a little yeah. text uh, conversation with Clint about it, and he was like, if you don't like that movie, we can't be friends. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, my God, the pressure. I hope I like this. The pressure. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, it was it was great. Uh, so the wife and I were doing some uh, yard work yesterday. I was going to come home today after work and watch the movie right before we did this, but I'm like, oh, that's kind of cutting it close. 
So I asked her, I'm like, hey, you want to watch this movie with me? She was like, yeah, sure. And she hates like 80s movies unless they like have the nostalgia with her if she's seen it in the Mm -hmm. 80s and all that stuff. So she sat there and watched it with me and I was kind of messing around on my phone during part of it because I've seen it, you know, so I would wasn't paying attention that much. And then so she kept like she was like, oh, you're missing it. Like she was really into it, which I was kind of surprised. And then at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, what you think of the movie? She's like, oh, it's pretty good. I'm like, yeah, see? Okay. So now maybe I can remember that and be like, hey, honey, remember you liked this movie? Let's try mm-hmm. this one now. And yeah, you opened her up. It's, it's opened the floodgates uh, so you can experiment and show her different stuff. Yeah. No, she'll forget by next week and she'll be like, I don't want to watch this stupid shit. <laughs> 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 and I usually don't give stuff much of a chance, but you know. I don't know. I've been on a kick of older horror movies because, you know, I was into horror, but I I don't remember a lot of these if I've ever seen it, which Mm -hmm. I don't think I've seen this one. But uh, just thinking about other 80s horror movies, there's so many out there that I need to revisit. Well, and you're talking about nostalgia. That's actually one of the reasons I love this flick so much, because me personally, when I saw it, I reached out and connected and it makes me remember my childhood because I grew up in Catholic school in the 80s. And I was a metalhead in a uh-huh. Catholic school. And so I was Mark Price. I was Eddie Weinbauer. You know what I mean? Um, and so it was a movie. And there was a lot of kids, I think, that were like that during that time. And still are. You know, it's a different generation now. But, um, you know, so really reached out and spoke to the underdog who didn't do everything all the popular kids did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually, I remember being in Catholic school and we had... Um, someone came in, I was in seventh grade, I think, and it was a seminar on how the devil was in rock music. I'm serious. And so this person's up on stage playing all these clips from these different songs talking about, did you hear the devil here? Did you hear the devil there? And they're playing the Eagles, Hotel California, and they're playing Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath, all this music that I listened to. And so I remember I'm tapping my foot and I'm just kind of singing along and moving my head and I look up and everybody's kind of staring at me like <laughs> I'm going to like, you know, curse them all and fire is going to ring from my eyes or something. But did they perform an exorcism on you? No, they probably should have though. Yeah. All right. Get them up here on we stage. We can do that now. I got some, I got some, uh, rosary beads from the Vatican behind me that one of the people I work with brought to me. So, no. Oh. Uh, Why did, did you need an exorcism? Uh, I guess she gave them to everybody in the office. So I was like, I mean, are you trying to tell us something? Like you were singled out then. That's good. Right? Yeah. No, no. Did it burn when you touched them? No, they're in a glass jar. I haven't <laughs> taken them out. <laughs> I'm not chancing it. Right. Right. Yeah. I thought about, uh, if it was a little bit, I, I was like, I wish there was a way to take them to the convention and have the lady from, uh, Polter or not poltergeist the exorcist that played the yeah Aline Beats, have her or, do something with them yeah. yeah i was like what do you do though they're like you know they're yeah so hmm. you know can i like take a picture of her we're like putting them into her forehead and she's acting like it burns or something you know like, <laughs> <laughs> well that'd be cool though if she was holding them and like praying over you and, you know pray for this yeah, or yeah. something I got some nostalgia from this movie about how much I hated fucking high school and I never want to go back there and how like you watch these 80 movies and you're like, oh man, I wish I would have went to high school there. <laughs> like Fast Times at Ridgemont High or, you know, stuff like that. And you're like, man, that would have been such a cool school to go to. And I watched this and I was like, fuck these people. 
fuck this school. I do not want to go to school with these assholes. Like, they're trying to drown the poor kid. They're, you know, bullying him. Just mm-hmm. walking around being pricks. Like, I'm like, God, no thank you. This is the one high school I don't want to go to. You know, like. Hey, it was tough wearing a Slayer patch in the back of your jean jacket in the 80s if oh, everybody sure. else yeah, was yeah. listening to pop music, man. It was rough, I'm telling you. No, Those man. studded leather yeah, wristbands yeah. were for protection. <laughs> oh, Clint, yeah. We need to see, yeah. we need to see some old pictures of Clint. No, oh. uh, I was I was never a metalhead. Um, I appreciate metal and like you know I don't know I don't know what real metal is, but I appreciate hard rock and I'll call it metal because that's what it sounds like to me. Uh, way more now I can listen to a little bit, but yeah, it's not always my go to thing. I kind of felt like, kind of felt like, you know, I got some Metallica and some oh, Guns N' Roses. I had an bro- older brother that was into, you know, Iron Maiden and has a Metallica tattoo on his chest and, you know, you know loved Ozzy Osbourne and stuff like that. But yeah, I kind of never got like into it deep either. You know, probably Van Halen's not really metal, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was metal. in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, hair metal. I probably got, you know, more hair metal in the 80s than I did, you know, the the heavy stuff. But I kind of feel like this guy, the, you know, the main bad person in this movie. Sammy Kerr. Is kind of a mixture. Yeah, Sammy's kind of a mixture of both. He's not really, his music maybe sounds heavy, but he's got long curly hair and, you know, kind of a, who would he even look like from back then? You know, he's. I don't know, but I mean, so in the eighties, you you had kind of like a lot of people lump it all together in a hair metal, but you had, mm-hmm. yeah, you, had yeah. you had like you had um, I'm trying to think of the bands, my mind's going blank, but you had like Poison and Faster Pussycat mm-hmm. and Mister Mister, and they you know did the big teased hair and they played the riffs and everything. They yeah, kind of yeah. sang more pop songs, and you know all the girls went to their concerts. And then you had Slayer and Anthrax and Death Angel, and they were faster and harder, and everybody, all the guys were at their concerts. And then you had bands kind of, and this is just my opinion, in the middle, like Fastway, who did the soundtrack for this movie, or yeah, yeah, um, Sammy Kerr, the role of Sammy Kerr was originally offered to Blackie, Blackie Lawless, a Wasp, the band Wasp. So you got fast mm-hmm. you got wasp and they're kind of they were in the middle you know what i mean they yeah, weren't yeah. speed metal they weren't just for the guys but they weren't singing <laughs> unskinny bop um and i think that's kind of what yeah, this movie yeah, yeah. what they tried to do with sammy kerr's yeah he was you know the the black leather and the chains and the teased hair but it wasn't it wasn't pop music he was singing so yeah they offered the role to blackie lawless and he was going to do the movie and they said that wasp could do the soundtrack and he had accepted the role, and somewhere along the lines, they gave the music to Fastway, and Fastway recorded mm-hmm. it. And they said, "Blackie, you can still be Sammy Kerr, but you need to, uh, you're going to be lip singing all this Fastway music." And he says, "Well, fuck off! I've got my own band. Mm-hmm. I don't need to lip sync some other bands." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he stepped off. Then they offered they, they also... offered the role of Sammy Kerr to uh, Gene Simmons, but mm-hmm. he said he wanted yeah. to turn it down to play Nuke the DJ to pay tribute to Wolfman mm-hmm. Jack because that was like his he was yeah yeah so the guy they got there was Tony Fields 
And he was actually a trained gymnast and dancer, which you can kind of see it if you watch when you watch when he's finally out of the speaker mm-hmm. and he's doing the concert at, at the high school. He's just got those real poised. He hits those movements and everything, you know, and I think it worked out great, though. He had a perfect look for it. So, yeah, Sammy's a nice mixture, like I said, of just kind of in that middle there where he doesn't kind of that's another thing. He doesn't, to me, look like anybody from that era. So if you said to me, hey, that's Sammy Kerr. He's the the lead of this band that I'd never heard of. I'd be like, oh, fuck, yeah, he is. He's great. Like, man, where can I buy his record? Because, you know, kind of like Jason, like, I'm not a big metal head, but this is a fucking great soundtrack. Like, I caught myself a couple times, like, and then the movie starts. I'm like, fuck the movie. I want to listen to the rest of this song. Like, you know, I'll turn that shit up. You know, Mark Price will be all right. They're chasing yeah, him through yeah. the school for 45 fucking minutes. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> he'll be all right. Like, Did you see who else was in the school at the Halloween dance? The showbiz pizza bear. Did, did you guys have showbiz pizza where you were at when you were kids? Uh, we had Chuck E. Cheese. Well, we had Chuck E. Cheese. Show, so kind of along biz, the same lines. Showbiz yeah. became Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-hmm. So I guess where I was, there was showbiz pizza, man. And there was this big happy bear. I remember when I was a kid, there's a mm-hmm. picture of me hugging this damn bear so hard at a birthday party that I caved in the ass of his suit. And I'm watching the movie again just to refresh. And I'm like, holy, there's the showbiz pizza bear. And Sammy, they wheel him out at the end after Sammy pops out in the at the dance and kills everybody with lightning oh. bolts from his guitar there, you know. They tried to kill the showbiz pizza. That's crazy. Tried to kill the showbiz pizza. So was this, this was post Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah, because Elm Street was eighty four. Kinda okay, kind and post post Carrie. Yeah, kind of post Carrie. That's what my wife um, was saying. She was like, "Oh my god, they're going to do a Carrie situation, aren't they?" And I'm like, "Well, some people are going to yeah, die, yeah. <laughs> but it's not from like a deranged yeah, teenager." Yeah. This would be like a perfect double feature if you're going to do a double feature like this, and then Black Roses, or vice versa, like. Though these two movies together, I've seen Black Roses. I don't know if Clint's, I would imagine. Yeah, seen I have. It. Yeah, I don't know. Jason, uh, did see, you make it yeah, through when Black Roses? It was Roses on Joe Bob. On? I, I don't think I made it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. have to watch it again because maybe yeah, I yeah, did so. make it all the way through and just didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I have to find it and watch it again. It would be a good double bill with uh, Rocktober Blood also, which I think mm-hmm. Black Roses yeah, is yeah. better than Rocktober Blood, in my opinion. But Trick or Treat is better than both of them. But yeah, it'd be a good double bill with yeah, either yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, when we were watching it, though, my wife was, like, really sympathizing with the Mark Price character. She's like, oh, he's getting bullied. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, yeah. And I just felt for him, too, because, I mean, he's going through all that his legend like of a hero just died rock star sammy kerr victim of a hotel fire dead at age 38 you know it it was kind of weird how they were talking about Mm -hmm. that on the news and it's like oh we banned him from coming we don't want him to come and by the way he's dead like it was just kind of well and then he (laughs) flips out and rips all the posters down so i thought that was kind of cool because they did real real lightly they they kind of touched in the very beginning you know about like teen suicide and being the outsider and being bullied which is something that today's society deals with quite a bit um 
but back then you just didn't hear about it as much as I did anyway. I was a kid. So, um, he's writing a letter to Sammy in the very beginning, and he's like, I got some pretty radical thoughts, you know, about ending it all, but, you know, I've got you. You know, you keep me going. And then, yeah, right after that, he finds out that he died, so he just, like, confessed to this guy in a letter, like, you know, I, I think of suicide, but you keep me going. And then turns around, walks in the kitchen, and this guy's dead, and he flips out and rips all his posters down. He gets to that big Sammy poster, though, that creepy leering over him. Uh-huh watching every move he make and he couldn't do it now yeah. have you guys ever had a celebrity die like affect you you know like like when kurt cobain died everybody went and lit candles or like when uh was it river phoenix you know what i mean or not not river what joaquin died there in front of the room. yeah did no, you guys ever phoenix, celebrity, yeah, yeah. a celebrity death really affect you <laughs> joaquin's or? still alive oh and river crazy. died yeah no i don't know it was river. Yeah. yeah okay yeah <laughs> yeah um for me, uh, I was into hip hop, so uh, Biggie and Tupac was kind of hard. Uh-huh. Um, I I was just sad at the fact of all the music we're gonna miss from those two guys. Um, but it it, it didn't like hurt me. But it, I you know I was sad. I don't know because like I look at it like you know that was almost family to him. He had his music and he was so ingrained in it. And, you know, and I feel like if same town went to the same school. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I guess of being a eighties kid, I was born in 78. So I grew up in the eighties and, you know, kind of when WWF was in its heyday for a long time and kind of grew up watching, uh, wrestling it's one of the few things i shared with my dad besides the x-files and when uh you know just anybody you know from wrestling when owen hart died or i was Eddie watching Guerrero, that and you watch, that was wild yeah yeah you know you watch you watch you know monday night raw the next night and it's all the wrestlers you know they break k5 and the fourth wall and they're all on the stage and you see these grown men crying and they you know they ring the bell you know and just kind of growing up watching wrestling, it always kind of felt like a family. You know, you, you had friends that watched wrestling and you went to wrestling and you, you know, when these people died, you know, you maybe never met them or anything, but, um, you know, kind of like when, uh, I was a, I wasn't a chiefs fan, but football, um, Derek yeah. Thomas was one of my favorite players growing up from Kansas city chiefs. And he, uh, was on his way to the super bowl one year and died in a car accident and cut his career short. And, you know, that kind of hit me, you know, but I'm a big softy. I watch all these <laughs> scary movies and, you know, I can watch people get chopped up and all this stuff. And then I, you know, watch something yeah. on Lifetime with the, the <laughs> boss and I'm fucking over here crying. And she's like, what are you crying about? And I'm like, what do you mean? They just, and she's like, oh, <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> you need to stop listening to Cat Stevens and start listening to some more. Yeah, yeah. To harden you up a little bit. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do a spinoff podcast on wrestling. I'll sit here and talk wrestling with you guys all day long. Oh man, I think uh, probably the the celebrity that did it for me, and and again the same thing. I wasn't, I didn't cry, I wasn't busted up, I didn't feel like I needed to go light candles. Not that there's not that there's anything wrong with any of that. It just didn't affect me that hard. But the weirdest one for me was Sam Kennison. Oh. And I don't know what it was. I remember I woke up on a Saturday and I turned on, I had a little TV in my room and I turned it on MTV. And right when I did, they announced that Sam Kinison died. And for whatever reason, I was a huge Sam Kinison fan, but it just hit me like, oh my God, this, 
I was probably watching his HBO special that Friday night or whatever, and then wake up Saturday morning and he was gone. And I, I sat there for a good long while and processed that mm-hmm. when it took a minute. Well, well, lucky, lucky for Eddie, lucky for Mark Price here. You know, he learned real quick not to be sad that Sammy Kerr died because then Sammy tried to kill him <laughs> and everybody around him. So that was pretty but, sick, though, how he did all that, though. Sammy spirit lives when, on at midnight. You know, he went and threatened, uh, his his buddy like play this tape or I will kill you mm-hmm. and then that's when he pulls the old lady through the TV right. just to kind of show him like what I could do he's like oh okay and maybe maybe that's she where just... they got the comedy because then you see his buddy Roger vacuuming up he's got this uh-huh. the old, old lady, lady. <laughs> he's like what do I do so he's trying to vacuum her up you know yep, yep. <laughs> no that uh, that was funny though that was good um when he starts playing the tape and then Sammy Kerr comes on the stage. That that was that was pretty awesome and just shocking everybody with the so guitar. So the the band the band that was on the stage right before he blew up, they they called him the Kickers. I think they were in the movie. And now the Kickers. Then you see the lead guitarist. He goes over and he's messing with the speaker, trying to tune it because Sammy's getting ready to pop through and he can't figure and out what's going on. Him. That was Kevin Yates. Yeah, that was Kevin Yeager as the lead guitarist. Kevin Yeager, you know, did the makeup effects for. He designed Chucky. He designed the Crypt Keeper. Oh, he did. Uh, mm-hmm. He did um, Freddy Krueger's makeup design that, and uh, of course, he did the effects wow. for this movie too. Which there really weren't a lot. Uh, the kills in this there there was barely any blood, mm-hmm. any gore. It was a lot mm-hmm. of just explosions, yeah, vaporizing, or. Uh, yeah, I feel like there was the cop who tried to hit Sammy Kerr with the uh, the taser there, and Sammy gives him the electric jolt back, and then the cop just disappears. You see his smoking mm-hmm. boots, you know. Really, the only big effect was um, the goblin demony looking thing that was in the car there when the girl was listening. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And the makeup for Sammy Kerr, but I like his face was burnt. wasn't bad, but yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. But I did some research, and I couldn't find anything. I was trying to find out if maybe they cut the gore out to get a certain rating. But I think it still had an R rating because they had language. They had, you know, nudity. You see Mark Price's mm-hmm. butt. And, um, you know, there's some naked women at the pool. And then a naked girl at the, and at the pool, yeah. So I don't know if it was a budget thing or what, but I was surprised there wasn't more gore. And then Sammy getting it on with the girl in the car. Yeah, well, that was the I, goblin. That yeah. was the goblin. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, goblin. gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, 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 the goblin. <laughs> I know my wife is like, is she having sex with a ghost? I'm like, oh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part was when uh, he calls his buddy. He's like, you got to go get this tape. You, well, why can't you go get it? And he's like, wait, wait, wait. And he's like, you got, and he's like, Oh, we, we just got a call waiting. And then I was trying it out. Yeah. It was really cool. And I was like, yeah. what the? I was like, that's uh-huh. fucking hilarious. You know, I like, think I did the first yeah. thing when we got a call waiting for the first time, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and the, another thing I thought was cool was when you were talking about the dude, he did all the Chucky stuff. And um, it's the directorial debut of actor Charles Martin Smith. So like I looked, I was like, "Who the fuck's Charles Martin?" And then I look him up, and I'm like, "He's in American Graffiti, The Buddy Holly Story, Starman, and he's directed Dolphin Tale and Dolphin Tale Two, and he's won all these like 
family friendly awards now, but he's a, like a really well known actor. I looked him up because I was like, the, the name sounds familiar. And I saw his face. And I'm like, of course I know who that is. Like, I, you know, you tell me his name, but I saw his face and I was like, yeah, I, I've seen him in a ton of stuff. Like actor like, or director? No, he's a director. Oh, okay. He's, he was an actor and he was in all these movies. Gotcha. And now he's like a director and he did. Yeah. He directed this. This was his first like directing role, but now he's directing like dolphin tail, dolphin tail too, like all this family stuff. And he's won a bunch of like awards from like, you know, whatever they give you for like Hallmark or family friendly uh, movies. You know, Mm -hmm. he's won a bunch of stuff for that. Like, you got to wonder if he was able to do that because there wasn't so much blood and guts and gore. Because it seems like once you mm-hmm. do a splatter flick, then you're just kind of, that's where you live the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a few that have broken out. Sam Raimi's broken out from that. Peter Jackson, which you guys just watched with uh, Dead Alive, you know, broken mm-hmm. out from that. But yeah, yeah. Well, the guy that played Roger, that played uh, that played Mark Price's friend in the movie, what's his name? His Liam buddy, Morgan? yeah. yeah. He went on to write and produce the X-Files in like 93. And then he went from there and what he wrote, he wrote and or produced Final Destination 3. And then he directed the 2006 Black Christmas remake, which I thought was kind of cool. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I love X-Files. I'm a big X-Files fan. <laughs> Need to rewatch that. So being like being the collectors that we are. When Gene Simmons gave him the record, I wanted it. Like this is a one of kind. I was like, "Oh my god, how much is that thing worth?" <laughs> like, you know, my mind instantly went there. And how awesome is that? I'll be like, "I want the tape too." I got something for you. Know what this is? It's the last record of the Kerr Legacy. Yeah. They tried to ban him. They couldn't stop him. He's in here. Are you gonna play it? Midnight. Halloween. That was Sammy's idea. The name of the album was um Songs in the songs in the tune of death or something like that it was supposed to be playing yep, the yeah, stevie wonder yeah. songs in the tune of life or something mm-hmm. yeah uh, yep yeah yeah <laughs> there is no trick-or-treat merchandise you know what i mean i made really? i made up a shirt through ink mirrors and i it was a i came up with a design it was like this little backwards record it said ragman records 45 rpm and that was one of the few designs that i've made that no one understood got bought it just yeah. sold any of them but besides posters, man, there's absolutely nothing. I would love to get a replica record like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. You should make a shirt with like the WZLP. Yeah. And then the radio underneath radio. it, underneath it, put like death at 33 RPM. Right. Like the old name and put just a record on it. That'd be pretty sick. Get a picture of a station wagon. so were there anything about that was there anything about this movie you guys had problems with because every movie's got you just kind of like let it go movie logic okay you know i'll I'll excuse that to move the movie on there was a couple in this one for me uh like the bridge was weird 
Like, why the hell is the bridge just open that he could just drive off of it? Like, he almost, they almost drove off of it the first time when Sammy was taking control of the car. I don't know. Did he drive through a barrier or something? That's something minor, but that's just something that kind of stood out to me. Like, why the hell is that just open? So they had what what I didn't get. And it, again, I let it go because I love the movie. But at the end, he gets Sammy Kerr trapped in the back of the cop car. And he's driving to the to the same bridge that you were just talking mm-hmm. about. There's the wire mesh there. So Sammy mm-hmm. can't get to him. And Sammy's trying to use his supernatural electric powers to burn through this little great fence of the cop car and um, drives the car off into the water. And that kills Sammy Kerr because electricity and water don't mix. And, you know, like earlier yeah. in the movie, they got Sammy stuck in the toilet. Remember they were in his house in the toilet and, and got stuck in there and they flushed it. So he couldn't get him. So they, escaped. yeah, he couldn't get out. That was, yeah. The only thing I could think is yeah. if, if he, because Mark price went into the water with him. So that water would have been electrified. You know what I mean? So Mark Price mm. would have died. That was one I was like, you know, they should have had him jump from the car and stay on the bridge. How did he survive this giant supernatural electrical volt going through this lake? You know? Yeah. Well, and then like when Sammy Kerr like fell and like stuck his hand in the toilet, he was starting to pull it out when they flushed it. And it was and then all of a sudden it pulled him. It pulled him back in right. and. <laughs> There was a there was a visible boom mic too. Did you guys catch it? They talk about it on IMDb, but did you see it? Oh, uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. it's when um it's when Mark Price's mom's boyfriend shows up. It's Halloween, and he shows up. Oh, and he's Rambo as Rambo, and they're just sitting there talking about we'll be home later. Are you feeling okay, honey? And you just the boom mic just drops down. It's oh, almost clear as day, you know. But I excuse them. Yeah, I, mean, I excuse I, them because I love the movie. But it, those are tough. I guess I've just seen so much trash <laughs> that I don't even pay attention to that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm like, meh, meh, whatever. Meh. I like it. It's another movie filmed around Halloween, so you can kind of mm-hmm. add it to your uh, little list of Halloween movies to watch. Right. So I, I like that part of it. Which back then there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, you see a lot now. You know, Tales yeah, of Halloween. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. just a lot of different movies like that. But, yeah, back then, there wasn't. Mm-hmm. I need less Halloween movies. Oh, shut the hell you up. You need more Hallmark need, Christmas need... movies? No, I need, like, some more Easter horror movies. Oh, what was that thing you showed me? I almost watched it, and then I watched the trailer, and it was it was on Easter Eve. It was Bunny Man Part 3 or something like that. I was. Oh, Bunny Man, Bunny Man yeah. Vengeance. Yeah. I love me some yeah. trashy movies, man. But I watched the trailer and I was like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch something else. I can't do this tonight." That that was that not that one, but a uh, Bunny Man Massacre was one of my finds I found in Peoria on a DVD for like three dollars. And I was like, "Oh, I need another movie," so I pulled it out. I was like, "Eh, whatever." I bring it home and I'm like putting it away, and I was like, "I wonder if it's worth anything." I scanned it and it sells for like fifty bucks. So I was like, <laughs> "I'm not keeping Bunny Man Massacre. I can stream it for free on <laughs> right. Tubi." Like sold it i was like yeah 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 i remember telling you i found the uh the soundtrack for this movie at my local record store like on vinyl which man i should go grab it now makes me want to so maybe in a couple weeks when we do this again i'll have to be like oh why am i so poor this record because i bought (laughs) you should put it on and play it backwards oh see what happens 
I'll have to do it live on the on the podcast here. Well, she just have a scratched up fucking record. Right, right. <laughs> oh, well, Roger even Which called it in the movie there. He said, all it is is a gimmick from the record industry to make you fuck up your records and go buy more, you know. <laughs> go buy more. <laughs> Roger was a forward-thinking individual. Yeah, he was forward-thinking. Cool. He wore black, uh black beanie and black clothes to go break into that car in the daylight. In the car, the car was <laughs> <laughs> That was a cool way to do it, though. Like, that's how Sammy was communicating with him, though. Like, through the music. Yeah, you know, He's yeah. playing it backwards, and then he starts asking him a question, and he's answering it by doing that. Yeah, fun fun movie. What are, you, what are we thinking? It's time to rate the movie? Yeah. What would I rate this flick? Yeah. I mean, so, again, I connected to this a long time ago. You know, I had kind of a, a, a personal personal thing for me, so... Even though it's got its flaws, it's a solid movie. It sets out to do what it wants to do. Um, it never gets too silly. I think I would have liked to see a little more, little more blood and guts instead of the PG thirteen kind mm-hmm. of kills. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give it eight and a half leather studded cod pieces. Yeah. Hey, Sammy <laughs> Kerr, if you watch it again, he's got a big ass cod piece sitting there right between his legs, man. <laughs> so if if I was rating this like on an 80s like horror movies, this would be a solid 10 out of 10, you know, but overall movie wise, I, I would give it a seven. Uh electric hand stuck in toilets <laughs> out of 10 i don't seven know electric swirlies <laughs> there you yeah, go seven electric swirlies yeah no it's pretty I'm, good i my, my second time seeing it and i'll i'll it's definitely rewatchable oh yeah oh yeah for sure and that uh, that's always a thing that you know when you come across the movie it's like even if you enjoy it the first time are you going to watch it again and enjoy it as much? And I kind of found different things because, I mean, we watched the first time we were together. We watched, I watched it the second time. I get creeped out. Like, I'm going to go like a solid eight Walkmans. Eight Walkmans with a devil-possessing music <laughs> that brings demons, goblins to screw you in the back seat of a car. I mean, I'm I'm not trying it oh. anytime soon, but I mean, you know, if I get lonely, maybe I'll try to find <laughs> well, a Walkman. We'll see what happens when we play this fast way record backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be an awesome gimmick if they could do that. Like at certain parts, if you play it backwards, it'll say something like, like "Ragman" and do his laugh. Yeah, just something. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I don't know if that technology exists. Like. Because you think it would stand out if it could play it backwards, that you would hear something playing it forward. So, unless it, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I know as much as I do love this movie, and just about every movie that, that someone likes, they want to see more of, <clears throat> you know, they want to see a sequel. I'm really glad that we didn't, and I think that they could. You know what I mean? There, There's a story there to be told, but I'm really glad it was kind of a one and done. I think it adds, adds to the quality of the movie, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it would kind of lessen it if Sammy Kerr comes from back from the dead again. Found his way to, out of hell. 
out of the now he's doing yeah. out of the now river. he's doing baby metal. You ever hear that baby metal? The the Japanese courts are a trio. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh man, uh-uh. I'll have to play that for you guys. Yeah. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could just see it now. Uh, somebody drops their cell phone in the in the river, and you know it. Uh, same occur downloads into the phone onto Spotify and he's like, a malware <laughs> app now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep, Don't yep. be looking up porn on your phone. Sammy Kerr is going to get you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So what do we got going on? Uh, you know, these next couple of weeks, you got anything going on, Clint? Yeah. We've all three of us got stuff going on, man. We've talked about it a couple of times oh, yeah, throughout the yeah. show, but we're getting ready for Midwest monster fest halfway to Halloween, which is going to be in East Mil- East. I was going to say Illinois, East Moline, <laughs> Illinois. And that's at the rock. Is it rock Island? Yeah. Rock Island County fairgrounds. Yeah, right. uh, again, yep, yep, I'm going to yep, be yep. there with an ink mirrors.com table with t-shirts and candles and stickers and stuff. Um, you guys are going to be there with the I Like It Spooky table. And we're going to have, like I said, swag bags. We're going to have T-shirts, stickers, buttons, um, some vinyl decals available for everybody. Make sure you stop by and mm-hmm. say hi and ask us more questions like what our favorite cuddle positions are. And we'd love to hear more stuff like that. So yep. yeah. Brian will demonstrate yeah, all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Jason and I are going to have, a, you know, some – movies memorabilia some of our stuff from our collections that you know be for sale and you know chat and get to know people and i'm more of a talker than jason you know so if if you see me i'm probably talking to somebody and i'll i'll talk to you so come up and say hi you know i got a couple people that i'm hoping to see and say hi to i can't i'll be awkwardly standing in the corner somewhere yeah yeah Well, you got two tables to go to now. You can sit there and, you know, talk at talk at that one or wander over to mine. We never did talk to Jeff, Jeff O'Neill, though, who's putting it on to see if we could have tables right by each other. But Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why don't you reach out to him, Brian? I'm sure. Oh, well, yeah, better. I shoot him a text. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that would be nice because I kind of wonder because you're going to set up and you're going to be there late. Um, what is it, Friday night for the metal bands? Yeah, he asked any of the vendors, but I mean, which includes the I Like a Spooky Table. Um, he asked if anybody wanted because I think the vending gets done at was it done at nine? I'd have to look it up. But anyway, mm-hmm. if anybody wanted to vend a couple hours after that while the bands are playing, and I thought, you know, why the hell not? Um, especially yeah. Yeah, making a six-hour drive to be there. You know, if I, if I have an opportunity to sell some more shirts and meet some more people and talk about the podcast some more, then absolutely. Yep, yep. And I'll be there hanging and out was, even if we don't vend. I mean, shit, we could sell some stuff, but yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking now that we're talking about, you know, the convention and stuff, this is like a perfect tie-in to this convention. I mean, you got rock because they're gonna have all the they're gonna have like four bands i think two each night maybe even three the first night and two the on saturday night you know so music and you know horror movies and celebrities and they're all having that. the the legendary megadeth bassist dave elfson i'm saying his mm-hmm. last name right i could ever say it right but if you know who i'm talking about you fucking know who i'm talking about he's gonna be there so <laughs> yeah, that's cool yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a perfect perfect movie to tie in, you know, to this convention and just you know a fun way to kick off. You know, Clint being on the show, I I know this one of Clint's you know maybe not favorite movies, but a throwback to you know a time in his life where he was the the odd kid out because you know everybody else was praying with the rosary and you know. <laughs> I don't even remember what they were watching back in the eighties. Care Bears, maybe. Care Bears stare. Yeah. You know, the same thing would have happened to me when I was a kid. I just didn't have a record player. I had cassettes and I couldn't figure out how to play them backwards. So playing backwards. (laughs) Yeah. So thanks everybody for listening. Thanks, Clint. Thanks, Jason. You know, we're we're growing here. We're learning. Um, you know, be patient with us. You know, it's gonna be a fun ride. It's gonna be a hell of a fun ride with Clint on. You know, we're, I feel like we're going places or, you know, big things are coming. Not for me. Cause I'm little, but yeah, big things from the podcast. I think you're taller than coming. I'm just about everybody's taller. Maybe. Yeah. No, <laughs> let me, let me shrink down here. <laughs> I've got more hair, but. Not much. but yeah. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> I have no right, hair. Right. But yeah, make sure to check us out on all our socials. We got Facebook, we got Twitter at I like it uh, under, underscore spooky. We got Instagram. You can find Clint and Ink Mayors um, on Twitter. Jason's on Twitter. You know, if you follow me on Twitter, you're probably gonna see way too much about Joe Bob and the Last Drive-In. But you know, we're really trying to post more and interact with all of our fans more. Um, starting a youtube channel soon it sounds like and we're going to start putting stuff up there uh, the wire we pour segment we're going to start showing stuff there um, we're going to start putting up stuff from conventions um, trying to get some celebrity stuff in there you know we're just trying to do a lot of different things so you know you guys are in for a hell of a ride and thanks for supporting us so far um especially lately man you guys this audience has been fantastic in the past month and a half two months we've seen such a growth in in you know twitter followers i don't tweet so is that what you say on twitter followers uh yeah twitter followers instagram followers facebook page likes um shares interactions Mm -hmm. um it it really helps us you know strive to continue to move forward knowing that we have the support that uh, as we're stumbling through figuring out how to make this machine work really well that there's people out there cheering us on and enjoying what we do so, you know, thank you to everybody, and let's just keep it going. And we'll, uh, don't forget to vote on the next movie, and we'll catch you next time on the I Like It Spooky podcast. <laughs> Take it easy, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Hey, what's wrong with you, man? Show some fucking respect for the dead, will ya?